the choir that was a track from Poema sang am I right that's one of your tracks is that it backed by the best choir ever that can back out come on put your hands together amen you guys are wonderful God bless you may be seated God bless you today is the first of November By the special grace of God, you are the congregation of the living today. Those who are alive in Christ Jesus, that's where you find yourself today. And we give God all the honor and praise. Hallelujah. Being Thanksgiving Sunday, we have a lot that we do. So we will just share briefly from the word of God. And then we will celebrate more, thanking God that he has brought us to this particular time of the year. And, um, you know, the end of the year is just around the corner, and we're expecting that the blessing of the Lord will rest upon each and every one of us in Jesus' name. We are confident that God will meet with us today. Amen? And um, just very briefly, I I just want to share something small with you, but I hope and I trust it will remain with you forever and will change your paradigm. Get me um, something, please. I just, I, I need two volunteers. Quickly, two volunteers. J- just stay there, Chibuza. Stay here. I need two volunteers, please. Two volunteers. God bless you, Brother Solomon. Hallelujah. Well, some, <laughs> some are walking, some are, ah, you are here. I, I only two I need. All right. I, okay, let's, what about ladies first? Guys, what do we think? All right, Okay. Thank you very much. Bring that thing for me, please. All right? Hallelujah. Are you expectant? What are you expecting? It's an overflow. All right. Okay, I've got this black bean here. Uh, Brother Solomon, you stand to that side. Um, And I've got... How many days away from Christmas, somebody? Well... If it's taking you so long, to, is, it, is it? Is it 54? 30 plus, um, 30 plus 20. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm in a generous mood today. And I just want to give you one. You have only one choice. You can't feel it. You can't shake it. You go there and pick one of the gifts. And then we take it from there. Ladies first, again. Is that what you want to do? That's what you want to go for? Oh, go, go, Aisa. That's fine. Why did you choose that? in front of me, pick the one that is in front of you. That's Has that worked for you so far? I used to get flogged. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pick that, sir? Because I just have the impression that it's not everything that looks maybe necessarily large, not necessarily have the thing of value inside. Open it. See? Okay. 
What do you have inside yours? It doesn't feel like there's anything inside. <laughs> have a piece of paper. Some of your necks are like that. A word for you, Isaiah 54, 15. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Isaiah 54, 16. Behold, I have created a blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. In every tongue that which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You didn't get a watch. You probably will not appreciate it because what you are wearing is better than that. <laughs> but this is a watch I've, watched, I've, 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 I've worn before. Um, and I, I, I always use it as kind of a backup in my office. It's not a lady's watch. Um, you don't need it. If I'm giving you, you'll take it. Put that down for a moment. Stay on the side, sir. We will wrap this up quickly. Why didn't you pick this one? Any reason? But if I prove you wrong, that actually, even though the size is not, is big, but it's not as useless as you thought, because you are making, you are basing it on a premise, and, and why didn't you take this one, madam? And you pick a watch that you probably don't need. Why, why did you? I know you told us that, but I wish you. What do you have inside this one again? That's another envelope. What is here? There's no check there. <laughs> Pray that next time I will do it, there will be a check. <laughs> another word. And that's very valuable. So what do we have inside? What do you have inside that one? What did you do? That's a red one. And that was very nice and colorful. <laughs> All right. That's something there for you. Okay. What do we have here? A word for you. Isaiah 41, 13. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Isaiah 41, 14. Fear not, you warm Jacob. You men of Israel, I will help you, says the Lord and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Isaiah 41, 15. Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with Amen. sharp teeth. Amen. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seat. Put your hands together for them. Thank you very much. I think there is money in this one. So I'll put that in my pocket.
what the the wrap behind the, the wrapping of a gift does not determine what is in the gift. And so the wrong assumption that the wrap is good or is bad is got no relevance to the gift that is about to be given unto you. Number two point, I just said I will leave two things with you. Number two point is that the value of the gift is determined by the receptability of the person receiving it. Now, I was telling her that even though that watch might not be of value unto her on the surface of it, but she could decide to connect it and say, well, if that watch resides with this man, God, I believe you used as a point of contact to bless me. And even taking the tenor, as small as the tenor is, you have heard of people who for some reason before in their lives, they, I don't know whether it's true, they got themselves mingled with people like Olike was saying today, you know, and they swindle them, and some of them, they do it through contact. You know, when we talk of contact, it's very important. So you can have a tenor gotten from someone, and don't be paranoid now, the blood of Jesus covers you. And you mix that money with your money, and the person begins to discover that he begins to lose money. You've heard of that said before. And so the issue of contact is very... So someone can get just a 10 and say, if this 10 that I'm getting, I'm using as a contact, I will mix it with my money, and I know from now on I will never lack again. So it depends on the perspective. It depends on the angle to which you look at it. Of course, the Word of God is very obviously very precious. What I was going to do was to just make every gift that is there, one word, one money, one maybe a material, you know, nine of them. And so whichever one you choose you still have the possibility, irrespective of the cover, irrespective of the size, you still have the opportunity to make the best out of it. And so, we want to talk today, just for the next 15 minutes or so, about a very, well, not strange topic, but an unusual topic. And that topic, I call it targeted, thoughtful thanksgiving. Targeted, thoughtful thanksgiving. Targeted in the sense that many of the times when we give our thanks unto God, they are not targeted. And I'll explain what I mean by not targeted. You know, we are very quick to move on from one point of thanksgiving unto another without pinpointing a particular thing to thank God for. Let me give you a good example. Do you know that in Romans chapter 1 verse 21, the Bible says, when they knew God, they did not honor him as God. And so God said, because they did not thank God specifically that he is God, that's just as we have said, you are God and God alone. He said, God gave them up to reprobate mind to do things which are inconvenient. So where I'm going from there is this, brethren, that let us from now on learn to dwell a little bit more on whatever area of blessing the Lord has given unto you, and milk it more. Psalm 91. Let's do that study together. Psalm 91. Put it on the screen for me, please. And I just want us to just look at this together, telling you once again that we run out of, 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 of prayer point. We run out of praise because we've not learned how to praise God. Who shall dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and who shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty? Keep moving very quickly. We'll read through the 16 verses there. I will say of the Lord... Read with me. Want to go? He is my my God. In Him I will trust. Go on. Surely He shall deliver you from stare of the fowler and from the go on. Shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. 
His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Uh-huh. You shall not be afraid by the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by the day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Go on. Thousand may fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked. Go on. Because you have made the Lord, who is your refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he shall give his changes charge over me to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you slash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor me. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That psalm inbuilt into it is a lot of words of thanksgiving, a lot of words of hope. What is that psalm about? 16 verse, what is it about? Protection. And so a man decided to write 16 verses. He wasn't jumping from one topic onto another. He zeroed in on protection. I'm asking you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you will start this month, and you will look, search your heart, search your heart, and you will look for one particular thing that is dear unto you, and you zeroed in on that, and thank God one a day for seven days. That's another to-do list the Lord is giving us for a turnaround. As the Lord God of Israel lives, you will return on the eighth day with unusual testimony. But this understanding we need to have, that there are times in our lives when focus must be placed on particular areas of divine blessing. And it is okay to have a long list. Lord, I thank you for waking up. Lord, I thank you for feeding me. Lord, I thank you for this. Lord, I thank you for that. But most of the time, and more often than not, those that key into what God has ordained for them, they are the ones that have learned the secret of targeted thoughtful thanksgiving. Somebody say, targeted, thoughtful thanksgiving. And the Lord is desirous to do it for you. Do you know that in Luke chapter 17, you know the story of the ten lepers? Do you know the story? The Bible said, the Lord Jesus Christ healed ten lepers. Put um, Luke chapter 17 on the screen for us. That will be about the major one we read again, and I'll try and round up. Luke 17, verse 11, please. Verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. Next one. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Stop there. What do you feel about that statement? Ten of them, they look unto Jesus. Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. I put it across to you, number one. They are both very conversant that Jesus Christ has the power to do miracles. They are probably thankful in their heart that Jesus Christ is great and mighty and can do great things. You agree with me? 
So all of them, they fill those boxes. Because you wouldn't come with and say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. If you are not believing, they have faith, they have confidence in Jesus. They are sufficiently thankful unto him for who he is generally. Go to the next verse, please. And so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his feet, uh, on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. You know the rest of the story. This man did not thank God generally. He thanked God specifically for the healing he has just received. And he did it in a very clear-headed manner. We are entering to the month of the Lord, our shepherd. May I ask you, beloved, that you spend quality time as you saw those gifts. Is the way you receive it, is the way you meditate on it, is the way you connect onto gifts that will determine the blessedness of that gift to you. In fact, even challenges that you are going through, you can turn them into a means of blessing for yourself. And so, your need and your, our desire for this month as we go into it is that we shall thoughtfully not only target this issue of God being our shepherd, we will give it a thought more than ever before and be thankful that you have a God who is your shepherd. Because Jesus Christ in, in, in Matthew chapter 9 verse 36, he said, and when he saw them, they were like sheep without shepherd. And so we're entering to the month and we are standing on that covenant that God, let your hand be upon us. But before we say that, we want to say thank you above all things that you are God who has chosen to shepherd us. Brethren, there's nothing in life worse than being rudderless. Nothing worse than having no direction. I was talking to a few people a few days ago. And, and, and it dawned on me, I said, forget about all the blessings I've gotten. But the greatest thing in my life is that he transported me from where I was to where I am now. And you know the greatest thing there is that I'm no longer accident prone. I mean, what I mean by accident prone, sometimes in those days, and that's because I had a shepherd watching over me. In those days, I was, I've shared that with you before. One day I woke up in the morning, by the end of the day, I got a reprimand from work. I crashed my car, on top of which, I mean, I just... It's just accident. I don't know about you. So if I were to thank God for something in my life, I would thank him that he has ordered my feet and he has made me. Can you imagine the same Sunday in the same church, two people will have just died of simple domestic accident. I mean, if not just that God that watches over us. If not that there's this shepherd who just makes up his mind and I said, you will not come unto any harm. But you need to find out your own. You're not going to run with mine. You need to find out what the Lord did in your life that no argument can make you to stop following him. You know, many other people start, keep, keep wondering, you know, why, why, why do we follow God? Why is it that when we face opposition, why is it that when we face temptation, why is it that I had, I hope you had that story. There was a man who was a, a, a pastor of a Pentecostal church somewhere in one of the states in Nigeria. Uh, the man came out and has converted to Islam. Did we hear the story? Nobody did. Seems to be in a different world from you. So the man converted to Islam, yeah, and the way he converted to Islam was that he had a vision 
And the vision was that he saw the people in his church, they were bowing down at the way Muslims bow down, uh, bow down to, uh, you know, when they, they pray, you know, and uh, they were washing their hands. And so he thought that that was what God wanted him to do. So the man decided to, on the following Sunday, invite a Muslim cleric, an imam, and to come and lead. So somebody interviewing him asked, he said, you know, so how did your church respond when they saw the man coming in? Oh, he said, everybody left. I thought that was a no-brainer. But thank God, good enough, each one of them had sufficient contact with God to make their own decision. Thank God, they all knew something that held them to Jesus more than the word of the preacher. Thank God, their faith did not depend upon what the general overseer is doing or what the senior pastor is doing. It depends on the relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Everyone must have his own reason for sticking to Jesus. And that is the reason you must daily thank him for. You must have your own. Mine will not do. Some is the healing that he did in your life. He said, I can't go back to that sickness. Some is the way that he made sure that the shame that will have engulfed your family, he delivered you from it. That is the key. Everyone has an handle. There's a handle for which God will reach out unto you. Find out yours. That's what I'm talking about. Targeted, thoughtful thanksgiving. Let that be something you will, for the rest of your life, give thanks unto God for. Is that clear unto somebody? But if you don't have it, ask God to tell you this week. Ask God to tell you this week. I've mentioned to you the greatest thing in all my life is knowing Jesus. Believe you me, I don't, it doesn't... Sometimes it's... I, I, just, I can only tell you my own testimony. Sometimes when there's so much persecution in the world, and I say, Lord, if they knock on my door, I say, you believe Jesus or you want to die? And everybody here can say, we will say, we will say, we believe Jesus. But if you don't answer that question with reason before that time, also asking for grace that when that moment comes, you will not make the wrong choice, it will be difficult to make that decision there. I repeat myself. If you don't have your reason and answer that question and deal with that scenario before the scenario comes, it might be, of course, we still need God's grace at that time. It might be difficult to deal with it at that time. And so why will I, by the grace of God, and I wish I'm not in that situation. I wish you are not in that situation. I pray, we actually pray we are not. But if we are, what will be my reason to say, I will rather not deny Jesus than deny him and have a temporary reprise. You know what? The reason is that if peradventure, because I know who he is, if he takes his cover away from a person, the person will be worse than he has ever been before. But I don't want to go back to where I was. And for that reason, I will say I'd rather transition because your past must be ugly enough for you to hate it. And that's why I can't but turn this one to a message for personal commitment unto the Lord. Yes, we're talking about Thanksgiving, but I cannot but turn this to a message. You just need to have that personal relationship, that personal dealing with Jesus. Your father's own, your mother's own, your uncle's own, your brother's, your father, your, your, your wife, your whatever will not suffice. Your pastor's own will not suffice. Why are you following Jesus? Why? What's your reason? And that is the main reason why you should thank him. And it's about to help you to discover it today. And as you do so, the thanksgiving in your mouth will go from strength to strength in Jesus' name. So, we're talking about this month that amongst many other things that I believe we should thank the Lord for is to thank God from the bottom of our hearts 
for the fact that we have a shepherd in him. That we have a shepherd in him. And that whatever comes across your path, please be rest assured that God of heaven and earth, he will turn it around for your good. I repeat that again. Whatever comes your path, and it's going to be good that it's coming your path. But please be aware that God will still use it to take you to a higher level in the name of Jesus. Everyone needs a shepherd. And by next Sunday, by the grace of God, we'll begin to talk a little bit more about this. But before I close, turn with me to John chapter 10. I read verses 10 and 11. Hallelujah. Thoughtful, targeted, thoughtful thanksgiving. The thief comes, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He gives his life for the sheep. If you read the book of John, uh, those of you that like Bible trivia, I love Bible trivia. Bible trivia are all those little things that uh, you know, you just lash on onto. There are seven eyes that were recorded in the book of John. And how many, how many miracles? Seven miracles. Um, it's one of the most mysterious books in the Bible. The man, I'm very sure, was not counting. He was just writing. And if you have worked on that prophetic or if you have been used by God in some capacity, which most of us have, if we have paid attention, have been, you discover that after some events have taken place, you, you are shocked at the regularity and at the mystery that is behind it. Now, this is number three of the seven eyes in there. And this number three centers for me personally, and I may be reading too much meaning to you that there is there, but centers finally for me on that issue that that is the centrality, as it were, of the ministry of the Godhead in our lives because of the Trinity. And so, I, as we go into this month and Sunday after Sunday, possibly Wednesday after Wednesday, we begin to look more closely into this topic about the Good Shepherd. I would like you above all things to set your eyes upon it that the greatest, one of the greatest, you choose yours, of what the Lord has done for us is to have chosen to be our guide and our director. And, and, and as time goes on, the Lord will give us the grace to look more closely into that in Jesus' name. I want to pray with us right now, brethren. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday, uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we have presented before us just, just to, you know, focus our mind. I don't know the gift that is in your hand that you are not taking seriously. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know whether, you know, you say, is, is this all to reach? Um, maybe just one little job, you say, is this all? And God is saying, right inside that job, that's a great blessing. Uh, is that that child that you probably think, you know, things are not going so well? Not knowing or known until you rise inside that child, there's a blessing that will shock and surprise you. And, and possibly you are even looking at the spouse and you say, Lord, why, why is she, why is he like this? Maybe you are looking at the parents and why have they brought this on to me? Right inside that imperfectly wrapped gift, there is a blessing that is there. And that's what we need to ponder upon and begin to give thanks unto God. 
It's not the size of it. It's not the wrapping of it. It is the content. It could be big size. It could be small size. It could be well wrapped. It could be poorly wrapped. It's immaterial. It's irrelevant. The most important thing is that if it is from God, you receive it and you give thanks for it. Rise on your feet with me for another two minutes, brothers and sisters, and let us just give thanks unto him in a special and in a particular way. Target your thanksgiving. That's the challenge for the day. Just spend a few moments. Just, just scan your own life. Scan your life. Look at that particular thing that you can say, man, oh my. Lord, this towers above every other. And that may be a little bit difficult for you because this is the first time you are hearing this. Or maybe, first, I mean, you're hearing it just now, so you haven't got enough time. But I'll give you a few moments. Just think about it. Think about that special thing that God has done in your life. The thing that will make you say, you know what? I will never go back from here. And begin to give him thanks for that right now. The Lord has been gracious unto us. The Lord has been our help. The Lord has been the shield and the shelter around us. Whatever yours is, spend a moment or two and just say, Lord, I thank you. This is your time to bear your heart out unto him in thanksgiving. Don't let it pass by. Use it. Take time to talk to God, brothers and sisters. Just, just, just express yourself unto Him. We won't rush over this at all. This is what the Lord wants us to do today. And if you can just choose to be expressive, to lift your hands, to lift your voice, to, to sing a song unto him. But let it be something specific, not just a generalized kind of thanksgiving. Look at your life. It might not mean something to your neighbor, but it means a lot unto you. That's what it's all about. That's why it's thoughtful. Because they that worship the Lord, they shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Look carefully into that particular thing. On Thanksgiving Sunday, that's our traditional message to encourage our hearts to give thanks unto him. Please, I ask of you, lift up your voices, lift up your hearts, and just give him thanks at this time. The Lord is worthy to be praised and adored for delivering me, O God, and bringing me to the place of light. I give you thanks, O God. For me, removing me from the place of being accident prone. So falling and tripping over my own self. And you have been my light and my shield. Lord, I forever and ever, ever, ever be grateful to you. You have something to tell God as well. I am so grateful, oh God. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. Give him praise in the house. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give him all the honor. Give him all the adoration. The Lord our God is true and mighty and glorious.
so grateful for the specific things you've done in our lives. We're not here to give you generic praise. We're not here to give you a generalized kind of thanksgiving. But we remember specifically things you've done in our lives. And what your spirit asks us to do as we believe you, Lord, is that you are asking for thoughtful, intelligent, reason-based thanksgiving from us. In a moment, we shall dance forward with our offering and rejoicing before you. I pray that this very well of thanksgiving, this spring of thanksgiving that is rising from the inside of us will overflow and we touch your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray that, Lord, that we shall not see just as another routine of what we do, but we shall see it as a key to lead us into the next level of relationship with you. Hear us, O God. Let us, with your help, Lay hold upon important things, specific things, possibly one thing that you have done for us. And if, as it were, tear us on the inside, make us to be totally sold out unto you, just because of that thing we've come to thank you for. The leper, with loud voice, fell on his face to thank you. And that man will never turn back. Because he knew that what you have done is a complete life changer. Let us, with your help, do our own today as well in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from empty worship. Transport us into sound worship. The one that heavens will turn and take notice of. 
the ones that is targeted, that is deeply thought out. Not the one we're expecting to finish quickly and we move on to something else. Send us help, oh God. When you ask a thing from man, it's because you want to bless man. And I pray we shall really be blessing you this afternoon. Unto you, our Father and God, be all the honor and glory. For in Jesus' most wonderful name, we have given worship and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Get ready to worship it. Give your offering.